Hubris, round six, group three. This episode is titled, Okay, Loomers. Content warnings include strong language, violence, character death, and death mentions. Welcome to Olymp- Where are the fucking fates? How did you get- I am here to see the fates. You know, three women who weave the tapestries with the lives of mortals. Ring any bells? They're actually not all- Wait a minute, you're a mortal. Damn straight I am. A seriously pissed off mortal. <sighs> How did you even get here? It's a long story and I really don't feel like telling it right now. Look, lady, you shouldn't have even been able to get this far without the direct invitation of one of the gods. Yeah, yeah, I had that. Irish chick, very angry, turned into a large bird. Morgan? Yeah, that was her. Apparently, I accidentally summoned her with the power of my rage. See, there was this customer and she was complaining about literally everything and I was holding it together, damn it. But then, okay, the restaurant where I was working my second job, like this is my side gig, not even my main job, which I wouldn't even need if my stupid little brother could get his shit together and get a real job. I mean, for God's sake, the kid is 22. He's not a fucking baby. Anyway, I had to get this second job at this stupid, fancy, cheese-themed restaurant called La Fromage. And at La Fromage, you have to do this stupid bullshit thing where you very performatively peel strips off a giant string cheese. Don't ask. And apparently, this stupid woman lives for this bullshit, and she was incensed that I was doing it wrong. And that was the last straw, okay? I went off on her. I got fired outside the restaurant. I saw this giant bird, which turned into an Irish lady who said she was impressed with my rage and I should come up here to register a complaint. So I did. And it wasn't easy, by the way. That bouncer y'all have is no joke. You mean Heimdall? Yeah, that guy. He doesn't look anything like Idris Elba, though. The MCU was way off on that one. How did you defeat Heimdall? And defeat is a strong word. Look, he's fine. Look, can we get back to the issue at hand, please? I am here to talk to the fates and, if necessary, kick their asses. You're obviously a highly uh, motivated young woman, but this just isn't how we do things here. If Morgan wanted you to have an audience with the gods, she should have filled out Form 26B, Notice of Mortal Visitation and gotten it approved by a supervisor. You can't just- <laughs> Oh, but I can. Look, do you really want to wait around and find out how I got past Mr. Not Idris Elba out there? Or do you want to tell me what I need to know? Look, uh, this, this is highly irregular. Maybe if you tell me a little bit more about why you want to, uh- Beat up the fates, mm-hmm. Right, why you want to beat up the fates. Uh, I might be able to find my way to getting you an appointment. All right, sure. Um, where do I start? Uh, look, I'm 35 years old, okay? I'm smart, I'm capable, I should be pretty much well on my way to a good, normal, relatively happy life, but every time I get close to something approaching financial stability, the fates decide to slap me around. So I'm here to return the favor. <sighs> Lots of people don't have their shit together in their 30s, miss. Hargrave. Larissa Hargrave. Oh, Miss Hargrave, you've described a condition afflicting millions, if not billions, of mortals, and none of whom have walked up to my desk wanting to punch a god. Strictly speaking, the fates aren't gods. They're demigods at best, but yeah, okay, I see where you're coming from. So, I'll elaborate. 
My dad left us when I was 16. My brother was three, my sister was seven, my mom was a total disaster. Like, couldn't hold down a job, and she also kept adopting these fucking cats which we could not remotely afford. And for some reason, these stray cats were more important to her than her freaking kids. So basically, I became a mom as a sophomore in high school while trying to graduate and juggle everything else. And I couldn't go to college like a normal person because I couldn't leave Aiden and Steph in that situation. So I started working retail at this little mom and pop gift shop while going to night school for computer science because, well, I figured that would be the best way to make a lot of money quickly. Not because I was any good at it, mind you. And Well, I got burnt out, okay? I screwed up my final project, and every string I wrote in Python kept interpreting in a hello fucking world no matter what I coded. Eventually, it tanked my grades, and then I couldn't get a good internship, and no way in hell was I affording an unpaid one. And at the same time, my retail job shuttered because apparently it had been a money laundering scheme for the Armenian Mafia, or... Estonian Mafia? Something like that. Look, I get it. You've had a hard life, but put yourself in my shoes. If I sent every mortal who'd had a few bad breaks straight up to Zeus, how long do you think I'd last before I got fired and also cursed with like, I don't know, a goat head or something? I don't want horns. How would I wear hats? You just gotta let me get through my story, okay? And then you'll see how ridiculous my life has been. I'm telling you, this is way beyond normal mortal stuff. Look, uh... Oh, maybe if there was something specifically supernatural that had messed up your life? What about a flying elephant? Hmm, a flying elephant might make this worth escalating. Okay, so technically it was attached to a helicopter, but that's still a weird thing, right? <laughs> let's, uh, let's just pretend you didn't mention the helicopter. Anything else you can think of that might make your story godworthy? I didn't know there was a cult! A giant cat-worshipping cult! Uh-huh, sure. Um, like a cult that worshipped a giant cat, or a giant cult that worshipped a regular cat. Does it matter? <laughs> yep, it certainly does. If it's a giant cat, then that along with a flying elephant would qualify you for a special exemption under Regulation 114B. That's Mortal Seeking Restitution for Damage by Mythological Creature, and that should, you know, let me cover my ass if I let you through. Fine. Let's say it was a giant cat then. Okay. Um, here we go. I'll be honest with you, a lot of this is just boilerplate human late-stage capitalism trauma, but I guess there's enough red flags here that I think I can squeeze you in with the fates. Can you just promise me you won't be violent? I cannot. Well, ma'am, I tried. Go take that elevator just past me to floor six, turn left, and it'll be the fourth floor. Here's your guest pass. Enjoy. So then she finds out that Juwen's father was her landlord this whole time. So when he passes away... Snip, snip. Yes, exactly. When you cut his thread, she inherits the apartment building. And when they get married, Letitia now owns half of it. And it turns out that the corgi Juen found was actually Letitia's childhood dog who had run away three years ago, so it all comes full circle. This is seriously impressive work, Lacey. Love how you've weaved in all those plot threads from the beginning of their lives. Thanks! I'm really happy with how this one came out. The life thread on that corgi looks a little long, though. Oh, I had to do that to make the ending work. But it's okay, small dogs can live like 16 years in rare circumstances. Okay, just remember who's in charge of lifespan. Oh my god! We all know you're in charge of killing them, Addy. It's not that complicated. Also, you have, like, by far the easiest job of the three of us. Snip, snip. That's it. You cut the thread, the model dies. Big work! Meanwhile, 
Lacey is over here writing a freaking novel about a crappy apartment building in Philly, and I'm spinning out models so she actually has something to work with. Chloe, it's fine. Addie's job is super important. Let's not fight, okay? Hey, I got a bone to pick with you. Which one of us? All of you! You control the fates of mortals, right? Yep, that's our thing. Well, I'm immortal, and my fate has been seriously fucked up for my entire life. Now show me my string so you can fucking untangle That's it. That's not how things work here. I don't know who told you you could just waltz in here without an appointment and interrupt us, but... I have a guest pass. See? She does have a guest pass. Look, just hear me out, okay? Now my life has been seriously screwed up by one twist of fate after another. You guys fucked up. I highly doubt that. But okay... Let's hear your story. You want me to start over at the beginning? No, that's okay. I just saw the email from Carl. Who's Carl? Y'all use email? Carl at the front desk. Seriously? He's been there for centuries. And of course we use email. Just because we're thousands of years old doesn't mean we're trapped in the past. Anyway, Carl filled us in on some of the details. Deadbeat dad, unstable mom, Russian mob. Latvian or something, but yeah. (laughs) Okay, so picking up where I left off... Turned out, the little mom and pop was a front for some kind of Eastern European crime syndicate. I didn't get arrested, exactly, but I was brought in for questioning several times, which was hella stressful. Meanwhile, turns out Steph, that's my little sister, is like a world-class violinist. Well, actually, maybe world-class is a stretch, but she's good. You know, like she's winning competitions and stuff. And, you know, my mom and I are realizing, one, this could be our ticket out, and two... The world of classical music is not made for people with no money. Okay, lessons are expensive. She needs a better violin. She needs tuition for this and that. And my mom is like, you know, do we gamble everything on Steph becoming a famous violinist? And I'm like, Ma, are you crazy? Even symphony musicians don't make that much money. We can't afford to go broke for this. And Aiden is all, why don't you support my art like you support her art? And I'm like, Aiden, your art is bad anime drawings of fast food mascots. It's not the same thing. (sighs) Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. I think I'm following the general thread. Okay, so all this family shit is going down, right? I can't get a programming job and the store went under. Now I get a job working at a jigsaw puzzle company, which is nuts, by the way, because basically my job is to take calls from people with missing pieces. But, you know, actually there's fuck all we can do for them because what am I going to do? Take a brand new thousand piece puzzle and sift through it for exactly the piece they need, which they've somehow managed to describe to me and then mail it to them. And then it doesn't fit anyway because the factory changes the die when the blade wears out. And also, nine times out of ten, the only reason the piece is missing in the first place is because it was eaten by their fucking cat. You seem to have a bit of a problem with cats. Well, can you blame me? They're disgusting creatures. Word of advice, don't say that around any of the Egyptian deities. Oh, noted. (laughs) Anyway, I ended up getting fired from that job because I snapped on a customer and told her we'd already sent her eight puzzles and we weren't going to keep sending her fucking puzzles so her cat could keep eating them. And then my references were fucked, so I couldn't get any jobs until I finally found this mysterious data entry job, which was boring, but the hours were good and I didn't really have to deal with people, so. Meanwhile, I had no idea what the company did or what the data was for. And some of the emails were in languages I didn't even speak, but my boss told me, you know, that was okay. I just had to count the number of times certain words showed up and put them all in a spreadsheet. So one day, I take the elevator to the third floor to talk to my boss, and when I get off the elevator, there's a row of people in dark robes chanting. So, being curious, you know, I follow them. And they're, what, sacrificing a goat? 
And then there's this giant house cat sitting on a pedestal watching over everything like he's some kind of god or whatever. And my boss is all, you weren't supposed to see that. So anyway, I noped the hell out of there, tried to join the Coast Guard, failed my physical, tried to drive a truck, failed my exam for my CDL because... I shit you not, a flying elephant distracted me and made me crash the truck into a signpost. Apparently it was being airlifted out of the zoo, but anyway, I sold solar panels door to door for a while. That company also ended up being a front for an Eastern European crime organization and you know, twice looks like a pattern. So now I'm having an increasingly difficult time convincing the police I'm not involved. Even though, you know, I thought about getting involved, because why not at this point? <laughs> Ended up getting a job delivering pastries, and then the string cheese job on the side, which brings us to the giant bird, and subsequently after a truly stupid quest, here. I don't remember weaving anything like that. Well, we have a lot of these. Yeah, but I think I remember the cat cold. Hang on, just a minute. We do keep records of this stuff. What's your name? Hargrave. Larissa Hargrave. Date of birth? October 8th, 1988. Okay, let's see. It should be... Hmm. That's funny. Where did it go? You lost my life? There's like 8 billion of you mortals, and that's just the humans. It's a miracle we keep track of you as well as we do. Did you try the other cabinet? The one behind the loom? No, that's 1990 to 2000. It's only a year off. It could have been misfiled. Wait a minute. Did you say Hargrave? With an H? What else would it be spelled with? Um, just what kind of um is that, Lacey? Well, I've got some good news and some bad news. Spill it. The good news is I know where your life string is. And the bad news? Ta-da! Why are you holding up an unfinished shawl? I crochet as a hobby, okay? It helps with my anxiety. You what? And one day I wanted to start a new project but I didn't have any yarn and then I was like, Wait a minute, I've got all these nifty threads right here. You made my life into a shawl? In retrospect, I probably should consider the consequences for the mortal in question, but there's so many of you. I mean, look around this place. Give me that. I really don't think that's a good idea for a mortal to hand their own life thread. Give me the shawl. Clothos? Addy is right, dear. It's not right for a mortal to handle their own fate. That being said, Lacey... What were you thinking? I was thinking the colors in it are very pretty. Oh, for this place's sake. Can you unravel it? I've been working on it for 35 years. That's not fair. It's not fair to this mortal that you've woven her life thread in on itself in ways it was never meant to be woven. (laughs) I can't believe this. I hate that I am saying this. Like, really hate it, because I have been on the other end of Karen's so many times. But I need to speak to your manager. Our what? Your manager. You know, person above you on the chain of command. (laughs) He doesn't speak to models. Well, he does, but... On his own terms? Exactly. On his own terms. You can't just summon him like... Who summons me? Dad? Dad? You cannot be serious. I am always serious, young mortal. I am Zeus, father of the fates, king of the gods, and general manager of this branch of Olympus Incorporated. State your business, for I am a busy man. Fine, yes, my business. One of your daughters crocheted the thread of my life into a shawl. Oh, yes, I see. Very pretty. I love colors. But I have to live that life, and it's tangled up beyond recognition. Mm, I see. And daughter, what do you have to say for yourself? Well, she's just one mortal. I mean, look how many we have around here. 
I spent years on this shawl. I can't just unravel the whole thing and start over. Quite right, quite right. Hmm. Well, this is quite the pickled all, isn't it? How is it a pickled anything? It's my life versus a shawl. You can't possibly be siding with the shawl. I think you might be confusing me with the Judeo-Christian god or some other deity who actually cares about mortals. I'm Zeus. I consider you to be like ants, but more entertaining. Incredibly amusing ants. I guess that's where the metaphor breaks down. Give it! Stop! Oh, get off it! Yes! Give it! Give it! Let me! Stop, mortal! Uh, hi, no. Could you come up to the third floor right away? There's a mortal who needs to be removed. Wait a minute. Who are you? You're not Heimdall. Heimdall isn't black. Well, he is in the MCU, but not here. Are you someone new who was hired in security? My name is Nessa Lulina, and I am here on a sacred mission for the Holy Order of Mrs. Snuffles. The what now? Holy crap, why do you have so many balls? Ow! Stop! <sighs> We worship a regular-sized cat! Or at least we did, until someone made a translation error and ordered her the wrong kind of sacred cat food! Oh, fuck, is she dead? No! She's just really annoyed! You know how cats get! Hold up, that wasn't me! I was just- ah! Stop! I command you to stop! Maybe you should not have taken a job away from competent translators! The kanji for tuna looks really different than the one for chicken. I said that wasn't me. I'm not a translator. I did data entry. All I did was read emails and count the words and put them in a spreadsheet. I swear. What? <sighs> You're not Lisa Harcourt? Larissa Hargrave. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Now I'm embarrassed. You did work for the Belarusian Mafia, though. I never did. Hmm. Not directly, anyway. Oh, I see what happened. Nessa's thread was in the drawer, and it got tangled with Marissa's while we were fighting over the shawl. This is why mortals shouldn't handle their own life threats. Hey, 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 hey. You want to take some of this aggressive energy and turn it towards the real bad guys here? Go berasai, Obasan. Stop! 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 I'll give you the shawl! I can see now that your life is way more complicated than anyone should be. Thank you for seeing reason. Okay, now to unravel... No! My work! Oh, don't come near us unless you want a ball to your face. <laughs> Finally! My life is starting to make... Shit. What? I think I unraveled it too fast, and now there's a big snarl. Ugh, a snarl is never good. Have you started having complicated feelings about your mother. Yeah, I've always had those. This would be a different kind of complicated. Oh, let me try. I'm good at this. No, you're not getting anywhere near my life. Just gotta tease this apart. Ugh, damn it. It's no use. I can't get the knot out. And if I can't get the knot out, I can't unravel the rest and have a normal life. Oh, no, wait, wait. I got it. Can I borrow those scissors? You really don't want to. I'm not gonna cut it. I'm just gonna use the tip to widen this hole here. And then... Well, shit. Is she? She did my job. Cutting the strings is my job. Mine, damn it. Oof. Well, 
My brother is going to have fun with her. I'd better give him a ring and let him know she's on her way. Well, that's life, babe. How long is a lone piece of yarn? You say that you wanted more time, but we start and we end like the snap of a finger or snip of a string. That's life, babe. How long is a stray bit of This episode was written by Nathan Comstock and edited by Risa. It was directed by Nzinga Primus, with dialogue editing by Tris Oten and sound design by Nathan Comstock. Music was made by Eamon Connolly. The transcript was done by Noel Saul. The production of this episode was coordinated by Nzinga Primus. Larissa Hargrave was played by Kalila Marie. The receptionist was played by Risa. Lachesis and Nessa were played by Noel Saul. Atropus was played by Nzinga Primus. Clotho was played by Eamon Connolly. And Zeus was played by Nathan Comstock. 